praised for its depth of combat, intricate level design, and detailed lore. The action role-playing game Dark Souls has been cited as one of the greatest video games of all time. But as we'll find out in today's episode, for each person that will sing its praises to anyone who will listen, and trust me, they do exist, you are so about to meet one. You'll also meet another gamer who has no love in their hearts for this hailed series. We've got one of those too. Join us and explore this love-hate relationship in depth as we look at Dark Souls for today's trip down memory card lane. morning, good afternoon, or good evening. I hope that these words find you well, that you're being safe, and that you're being kind to your fellow gamers. You know, for the past uh, so many episodes, I picked the games, and I realized after a while that I was picking games that were comfortably in my wheelhouse. So for today, I turned it over to my co-host, my brother, Robert. Robert, why don't you tell them peoples what we're doing today? Well, this week we are going to be talking about Dark Souls. Dark Souls is a phenomenal game series, one that leaves many players frustrated. Luckily for all of us, we happen to have today with us a gentleman who is very adverse in the Dark Souls world. Please give a huge round of applause and help us welcome Damon. Damon, why don't you tell everyone how you are today? How's it going, everybody out there? I'm doing pretty good. It's been a wonderful day for me. I have been looking forward to this all day because this is my favorite game series ever made. So I hope you guys enjoy my talk. Wait, 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 wait. We're not going to do an intro. I mean, we are going to do an intro like that. That was a good intro. But, Rob, I need you to tell them, peoples, who Damon actually is. Well, Dave, instead of that, why don't we let Damon tell about himself? So, Damon... (laughs) Give the listeners an idea of who you are. So, I am Robin Dave's brother. Unlegitimate brother. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, let's not make that claim. Let's not make that claim. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's no, no, no. Okay, I'm very close with Robin Dave. I've known them for the last 10 years of my life. They have helped me out a lot in my life too, especially when I was in school. So I am looking forward to being a part of their cast today. We're happy to have you, Damon. We we are definitely happy to have you, Damon, but I am going to take that. So ladies and gentlemen, Damon is Rob's best friend. I am outnumbered today. Let me just say, I am going to be on the defensive the whole time. Seriously. (laughs) These little shits are not going to get the best of me today. I'm just, I'm saying it right out of the gate, right out of the gate. Uh Uh-uh. Ain't happening. Ain't happening. Dave, like you learned today, you should never give up, but I think you got a a loss to take on this one. (laughs) Jury's still out, man. Jury is still out. So, yes. Oh, hit it. Come on. What you got? I actually want to see you play Dark Souls with No, you don't. No, 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 you don't. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. You do not want to see me. Yeah, you don't want to see me play Dark Souls. Nope. No, 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 no. I'm just curious about the rage that's going to come out of you in the game. Well, that's part of it. Look, I, I have worked many years at 
subduing the rage inside because I'm kind of like the Incredible Hulk where I'm always angry. <laughs> and over the years, it's taken a lot for me to, you know, snap into into angry. Uh, Dark Souls will definitely do it. So so we're definitely not going to get into that. But yeah, uh, you know, I'm I'm excited to have someone else on this podcast with us. I'm not going to lie. It's something that we've talked about for a while. Damon has listened to us record before and has piped in, to be honest with you. Uh, but I have cut him on the editing floor, which I'm not going to do today. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But uh, I thought I would let him come and talk. No, I'm just kidding. I, I really, we're excited to have you here today. So, so I'm Dark Souls. Dark Souls, guys. Dark Souls. All right, Dave. So since this is kind of mine and Damon's wheelhouse, I'll do a little more of the leading for us tonight. Uh, take it away. All right. So I know we've talked about these in a past podcast, but when you talk about Dark Souls, you can't help but to think of invaders, those evil red spirits who may or may not be another player taunting you before striking you down with their superiority, pointing at your corpse as your screen fades to black. You died. But sometimes these monsters, as we see them, can have a heart. One Reddit user by the name of Bizleva14 writes, All right, so I'm on my first playthrough of DS1, and I'm getting better and better. Not great by any means, but I can handle most any area at this point. However, I was playing through Anne Orlando and had spent several lives getting past those damned archers and worked my way through the fog of Ornstein and Smo. I was about to go into the boss fight, and I was invaded. Up to this point, I have yet to beat any human invaders. But whoever invaded me realized the fight I was about to take on and simply bowed and gestured me to go on into the fight, which allowed me to stay human and summon a little help for the fight. And to that player, I say, thank you. I returned his bow and proceeded into the fight and was able to defeat Ornstein and Smo. So, in another post titled, Thank You, Stranger, Reddit user Phil was already taken, takes the time to say, Thank you, Stranger who invaded my level 10 character in Undead Berg and dropped, like, every item in the game in front of me, including Gwyn's soul and other amazing stuff. I couldn't thank you before you jumped to your death, so let me just tell your tales to these folks. I salute you, kind undead. Praise the sun. And Phil was already taken, did want to say that this was their third playthrough, so for anyone who is saying, well, why'd you get all the items in the game on your level 10? He had been through the game and already was very familiar with everything. Mm -hmm. Look, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna interject right there. Dark Souls has never been a favorite game of mine, and I'm already keep coming back to this. But I will tell you this: so I am a big Lord of the Rings fan, and suddenly I now understand what it's like to not be a Lord of the Rings fan and listen to myself talk. What what the hell? Anno Lorno, Ornstein, Small, Gwyn, Soul. Seriously? What is all this stuff? Okay. I mean, it's, it's gibberish. So. Well, Dave, we'll get a little more into the lore a little later on. But to give you an idea, in Orlando is a place. Ornstein and Smo are very large enemies. How large are we talking? How large are we talking? Correction. I'm not going to get too much into it. Gwen is the king. Ornstein and Smog are his two of his or no ornstein is one of his four trusted knights smog is ornstein's good friend they protect anerlando anerlando is a city or a castle 
you could say. You're, you're not making this any better, but I really appreciate this. I I'm really do. I know. I'm telling you. So, so look, uh, do you guys know that my mother, Robin, my mother, do you know that our mother listens to this? Mm, that we do, Dave. That So you do know that. Damon, did you know that our mother listens to this? I did not know. I have to watch my, my mouth. So I don't you, think- you, yeah, very good. But you know what? I like to explain things out for my mother. So for all you guys listening, you should have their, your mothers listen to this podcast too. So good job. We've just let her know how much more huge dorks we are. I like big, <laughs> big dorks. <laughs> so Absolutely. Let me, let, me, let me ask you this. So we're talking about invaders, right? And I, we talked about invaders a few episodes ago when I was talking about, uh, I believe it was random acts of kindness. Is that, is that right, Rob? Yes. Okay. So for random acts of kindness, we were talking about how a player was invaded, totally expected to get his ass kicked. See, I'm going to use swear words because I'm a grown ass man, Damon. And, um, (laughs) and uh, instead of getting his ass kicked, the player gifted him, I believe it was high end armor or something like that. Does that, does that sound right? Yes, that is correct, Dave. So, so an invader is the multiplayer aspect of the game. I will totally admit I've never played enough dark souls to be, to play with another person. So that's the multiplayer aspect. And basically someone can randomly invade your uh, game and wreck havoc that is correct yes with a cracked red eye orb <laughs> with a cracked red eye orb where does one get a cracked red eye orb pretty sure you just get there, it there's two there's different ways or well in number one you find it on the ground usually uh in number three you actually get given it from npc in the game near early game so you'll be able to invade by like level level 10 or 15 or even level one if you're like me and you want to do you want to really challenge yourself and go through a level one playthrough okay all right so david i'm gonna start with you tell me about an invader tell me about a good i want to hear a good one and a bad one i'm sure you have one of each don't you oh i have plenty to tell oh okay so tell me about a positive experience that you had with an invader we'll start with you so one positive experience I've experienced in the past is I actually had an invader, and this was when I first started my playthrough of number one. So we're talking close to 10 years ago. And I had this guy invade me when I was in, actually when I was in Anorlando. I just got there. I started exploring it. I haven't even made it to the damn archers yet that like to shoot you. And he showed me the way. He actually showed me a cheese to get around the archers, which was phenomenal. He led me all the way up to the Ornstein and Smog boss, and then proceeded to drop me better armor, so that way I could survive against them. I still got my ass kicked, though. <laughs> of course you did. You are the worst fight, one of the worst fights in the whole series, in my opinion. There, It's just... It's a 2v1 fight, and even if you bring in more people, the bosses scale to the amount of people you bring in, and it's just a hassle. It's, it's a big hassle. It's a hassle. All right. Well, Rob, I'm going to direct the same question to you. Tell me about a, I, and we may have covered this, but have you had a positive experience with the invader? I can't quite remember what I talked about last time, Dave, but at the current moment, I can't think of any 
invader coming to me and giving me armor, giving me the way, anything of that nature. Though I can say that I did have a pretty fun experience with an invader. And that was one time with Damon, of course. We were playing with another friend of ours. And as we were traveling through one of the new downloadable contents, we were invaded by a spirit. Well, the spirit comes around the corner to seize me and starts attacking, and I dodge out of the way. Well, then Damon comes around the corner, and the guy starts attacking Damon. We both are successfully going back and forth with this guy. And then our third friend rolls around the corner. So it's now officially a 3v1. The guy looks at us, promptly bows, and lets us strike him down. I would say the guy knew what was happening. It was quite hilarious because as that happened, we stood above his body and pointed down at him, laughing as his screen faded to black. <laughs> All right. So that was positive experiences. Now let's look at negative experiences. Damon, tell me about the time that you totally sucked and got your ass kicked by an invader. Okay. Well, hold on. Let's not say I totally sucked, but I did get outsmarted. Oh, I want to hear. Oh, I want to hear how you got outsmarted. I need some ammunition. So, in Dark Souls 3, which is the last installment of the series, there's a place you go into that's nothing but bridges. I wouldn't say nothing but bridges, but there's a lot of places where you can fall and get trapped. I had thought I was going to be slick and use a white tree branch, which shapes, which is actually a item in the game you use to shape shift into something in the area. So a statue, a chair, a table, just something in the area. And I was trying to be slick. I had it set up in what I thought was a good spot. I startled the invader, but then he did a spell that force pushed me back right off the edge. I got outsmarted. <laughs> I was nice. very livid as I watched my screen fade to black. You <laughs> Rob, what about you? Uh, there are just way too many to count on one hand. Though I will say the one that I remember the most was in Dark Souls 3, um, traveling, to or uh, traveling to an Orlando. And there is one area where, depending on the path you take, you either run into two giants or a bunch of mages. And I got invaded as I was trying to sneak past the trolls, the giants rather, and get through that way because I didn't feel like dealing with the mages. Well, the invader got the giants on me. So now I'm fighting giants. I'm fighting an invader. And it just, it didn't end well. It very quickly faded to black. Y'all got your butts kicked. Y'all got your butts kicked. Let's be honest. Just, you got your butts kicked. Yeah, you, you absolutely are right about that, Dave. I would my, like that warms it warms like my old cackles. I would like to touch base about a certain spot in Anne Orlando, like Rob was just talking about. We don't speak of this spot because you know we don't speak of that. But it is notorious for getting invaded in. And one time I was by myself for once, and I was running through it. I had three invaders invade me at once. Which is not a very common thing to happen, but in this area it happens all the time. So I'm sitting here and I'm giving them the runaround. I beat two of them. The other one got smart. He backed off, he left, and he went down the hidden ladder. Me, st- 
stupidly following because I was like trying to like, you know, show off my strength. Followed him down the hidden ladder that I didn't know was there at the time. And ran into two of these lizard-like creatures in Anne Orlando that you had to fight and got my ass utterly destroyed. And the place that we don't speak of, Dave, you made the mistake of referencing in a previous episode. It is a club of sorts. Really? Yes. Dark Souls has one. But we don't I talk about it. it. I made the we mistake of referencing it, huh? You sure did. When we were talking about random acts of kindness. Possibly. I don't know what else we've been talking about Dark Souls. No, not necessarily Dark Souls. Oh, seriously? Yes. Okay, since this will get out of the recording. We're talking about Fight Club. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> we don't talk about that. It's not going to get out of the recording. It's, oh, no. amusing, it's amusing to me how often you hit me with the Fight Club reference, and I never get them. Guys, I need you to realize I'm old. I'm old. Yeah, you say I, it for us. Wait, 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 wait. Actually, no. I am average. Did you know that? I'm average. Sounds about right. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. Sounds about right. <laughs> you sons of bitches. Uh, I am the average age of an American. For reals, I'm average. Just nothing special about me. Just middle of the road average. Hey, you know, I have the original Dark Souls. When was it? 2011? Was that when it originally came out? It was somewhere around there. Yeah. Don't give me that you don't know. How, wait, I, wait, how many freaking hours do you have in the Dark Souls series? <laughs> you told me this once. Tell the listeners how many hours you have in the Dark Souls series. So... In Dark Souls ones, no, I have no, about. Just... No, this is serious. Don't, don't, don't. We're not dancing around this. Well, I kind of have this, this, and this. No, 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 many... no. This is um, serious. I'm just total, serious. total hours. Total. How total hours? hours between between the games. I have about twenty hours, or no, two, uh, twenty thousand hours total. There's no way you have twenty thousand hours. How many? Who has twenty thousand hours into these games? I mean, for real, can we do the math? Rob, do the math. You're the engineer in the family. 20,000 hours. Is... There's over 8,000 hours in a year. I've dedicated over a whole year of my life to two of the games. Yeah, 833 days. You've dedicated 833 days of your life to Dark Souls. Yes. And I, I can't say anything about it. I haven't dedicated that much time to one game. That's actually really impressive. There's, I'm, I'm low-key impressed very... with you right now. If, if, if wait, look, if you had put that much dedication into other aspects of your life, you might not have put 833 days into Dark Souls. Just You're definitely right about that. <laughs> There's a big reason why I grew so attached to the Dark Souls series, and I'll get into that once we get into the lore section. You know, I was going to say, I remember where I got the first game from. Do you know where I got the first game from? Wasn't it free on Xbox a while back? I no, I had I I got it in 2011 when it came out. I actually asked for this game. I asked for this game, and I got it as a Christmas gift from our sister. And yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, it's it's funny how you remember things like that though. Like I remember where I I get stuff. Like I literally asked for this. I'm not a Dark Souls fan. I'm sorry. I want to like this game. I do. I'm not. We're going to keep going with that concept. I, I think I think somewhere down this outline for today, we've got the challenge of the game. Correct, Rob? We're going to be talking about the challenge shortly. 
you can't talk Dark Souls without talking challenge. Yeah, I will rant and rave. I'll get on my soapbox during that section. There are a few games in my life that I've gotten that I've just picked up, played shortly, and never picked up again. Dark Souls is one of them. And I remember the other one is Dead Rising. Do you remember the Dead Rising series? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I I think I played through the first half of the first one and I gave up. Oh, yeah. That one made me want to slam my head into everything. Good concept, but it got hard. All right. So, now that we've talked Invaders, let's move on to our next subject. All right, so we're going to start this out with a review from Bring Out Your Dead. He writes that with little hand-holding, success is built upon patience, observation, and persistence, not to mention a good attitude. Each little victory seems to stack to build confidence and understanding. So forget or ignore the lessons learned from these skills, as even a repeat meeting with the lowest dreggling can lead to the iconic You Died screen and a visit back to the last life-giving bonfire. Wait, wait, wait. Tell me about the iconic You Died screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> see? See? So, you died. You'll probably see that very often in your Dark Souls. Uh, well, you kept, saying fade, you kept saying fade to black, right? Yes. So, so what happens is when you die in the Dark Souls series, your screen slowly fades into a black screen, and in bright red big letters, it says you died. And this happens every single time you die. So if you're having struggles with a certain area, you're going to get very familiar with this screen. And it's going to piss you off every time you see it even more. Especially if you're like me and sometimes you're sitting on a few million souls to level up one time. This is very frustrating when you die and you lose all your souls. Rob, would you say Bring Out Your Red got frustrated all the time? I would definitely think that Bring Out Your Dead got frustrated. What else does he have for us? So Bring Out Your Dead goes on to talk about the lore presented in the game. He goes on to say that the game's enthralling lore is set in a dark and sorrowful world that is openly indifferent and harsh to your own presence and survival. You are simply the latest of many that have come and failed to bring back the light. Evidence of previous struggles are plentiful, each wordlessly offering a single thin thread in the tapestry of this world's story. Jubilation over eventual victory was tempered by initial reticence and sadness that as a player, you are faced with fighting the giant dog Sif, and via the DLC, the formerly noble, now corrupted Knight Artorius with his broken and dangling arm. It wasn't until I learned more about how Artorius's arm was shattered and what became of his shield that his and Sif's deeply entwined and tragic story was realized. Yet through this inhospitable and grim environment and sadness-laden story are glimmers of the beauty and grandeur as it once was and may yet be again. So, Damon, Bring Out Your Dead talks about the lore in this game, most specifically Artorias and Sif. Can you give us a little background on these two? I, I believe these may be your favorite in the game. These are what made me fall in love with Dark Souls in the first place. When I'm going to start with going with a little flashback from my own life. And the reason why I grew so attached to Artorias and Sif is because this is before I met you and Dave. My grandparents lived down south. And when I would go down there, I'd visit them. Well, one year I went down there and I found a wolf on the edge of their property. That was really, it was honestly probably almost fatally injured. 
But I took it back home. My grandma and grandpa freaked out about it because I brought a wolf back to the house. I nurtured it and prayed every day that this wolf got better because it had a, its coat was a very thin gray slash white coat. It just looked beautiful and his fur, once he healed up after, after numerous days of praying that he got better and feeding him and sheltering him and everything, he finally one day was able to walk again on his own. And when he walked again, I thought he was just going to take off back into the woods. But instead, this dog turned around and looked at me as his savior. And I grew deeply attached to this dog, who later died a few years later from disease. So when I heard about, when I go into the lore of Artorius and Sif, Artorius met Sif the same way I met my wolf. He found a wolf lying on the ground, but at first he didn't care about it. He had a meeting to go to with Gwen. He went to his meeting with Gwen. And on his way back from the meeting into the gardens, the wolf was near where he was camping. And he decided to take the wolf and nurture him and pray to the gods and everything that this wolf gets better. After numerous times of praying, the gods saw this honorable knight praying that this wolf gets better and gifted him with a wolf that will forever be at his side. Now, going into what they talk about in the post of the shield, this goes a little bit into a little bit more depth into Artorius's background and the abyss. Artorius was sent to the abyss by Gwen to fight the darkness. He took Sif with him into the darkness. And I'm not going to go too much into detail of everything because a lot of this is fan fiction and actual lore. So it's it's hit or miss on whether what's really actually true and what's not true. But from what I've read in the past, Sif was being corrupted by the darkness or the abyss. Artorius's great shield could fend off the abyss and the darkness. So he then saw that his companion, which was also his best friend, was being corrupted by the darkness and turning on him. So he uses his shield and puts it on his little pup friend, which then saves Sif from the darkness. Artorius then goes on to fight the darkness, and with his dedication and loyalty towards Gwen, he would not give up on his mission to defeat the darkness, and then later becomes corrupted. I'm not sure how his arm was broken. To be honest, I'm, there's different stories and fan fiction, like I said, upon his arm being shattered. But my guess is, from what I know of Artorius, his arm was shattered in a battle with the darkness, or the creatures in the darkness, I should say. But this is from this is from a post I read. And it says it says the Sif fight is one of the saddest encounters in Dark Souls. Rumors suggested that if you took Sif down to a sliver of health, it would limp away and survive. That's not true. Sif will defend his friend's grave to the very last breath, no matter what. That's how strong of a bond that Artorius and Sif has. The main thing I wanted to touch base with was the fact that I grew so deeply in love with this game after I saw that I could relate to it in the real world from my past that I then started reading into specifically Artorius's and Sif's background. 
so much that I became obsessed with it. I started playing the game to find every ounce of anything I could find that relates to Sif and Artorias throughout the game. Which the sad part about the game is they give you most of Artorias's background in the base game, but you actually don't ever see him in the game. The developers cut him off early on when he was supposed to be a part of the main game, but they canned it super early on into the development and put Sif in instead. Then they released a DLC that takes you back in time to when Artorias was fighting the darkness. You go in there, and upon fighting him, you can see as he gets this badass intro where he slams down and spears this undead and then stands up and looks at you. As he looks at you, you can see the darkness coming out of his armor all around, and you already know that he's gone. But you can still kind of sense his dedication to Gwen and fighting off the darkness from his opening act of killing the undead in the, in the darkness itself. So then you start to realize you have to put this man out of his misery. No matter which way you look at this fight between Sif or Artorias, they're both, they're both definitely the saddest fights in the entire series. Even more so than Gale. And I'm sure Rob knows about Gale. I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> Powerful stuff there, Damon. Thank you for giving us a little background into the lore. So, Dave, a question for you. I myself can't think of any. Can you think of any other game series that has lore of this depth that could entice the player so much that they want to do this much extra research and put this much playtime into the game? Yeah. Uh, you know, to each their own, I say, right? For each person who enjoys Dark Souls, you'll have a person like me who hasn't put any time or effort into it. I tried. I really did, guys. Um, but I think that there are lots of other games that have lore, um, just in a different way. Um, WoW has a, a, a deep, deep enthralling lore. Destiny, Destiny has, does Dark Souls have lore books? Did they do like physical lore books for, for Dark Souls at all? Do you know? I did actually start looking into those recently. They're kind of more like comics than books, but... They're also fan fiction, like I said. A lot of the lore in Dark Souls is fan fiction. But gotcha. because the way that the lore in Dark Souls works is you collect these weapons, items, armor, and just various things throughout, like souls, for instance. Whenever you beat a boss, you get their soul. Especially in Dark Souls 3, there's whenever you have a boss's soul, you can read a description on that soul. And it tells about their past life. To an extent, you have to find other pieces from that person to find out more about their life. So the lore is kind of like pieced together and put it together yourself, which is why there's so much time invested in these games for me. Like I said, I spent night and day looking for anything possible towards Artorias and Sif because I had such a strong connection with their relationship. Dave, to answer your question, Dark Souls Beyond the Grave. Dark Souls Beyond the Grave. Gotcha. I think that there are many, many games that have fervent fan bases that both have lore to them and, and, and there's lore supplied by the developers. I don't know if I would say any are as dark or as moody as Dark Souls. I think there is a lot of 
Well, look. So you know what we we haven't talked about yet. The basis behind the, the it's the basis behind Dark Souls, right? So Dark Souls is basically this. I do know it's you're a cursed undead character who begins a pilgrimage to determine the fate of your kind. Am I wrong? That's Dark Souls One. You're referring. It, to. it, it is, but that's where we're that's starting. That's the name we're, of the game. Yes. Yes, we're starting in the beginning. Yes. So the whole so, premise, the premise of the entire series is a pilgrimage, right? That is correct. And the, is this correct. this pilgrimage shows itself all over the place. I mean, look, the what's the phrase, the the the, the popular phrase that came out of the Dark Souls series? Praise, praise the sun. Thank yeah, you. Praise, praise, the, praise sun. the sun, which is, you know, praising cool. religious connotation, right? So right from the getting beginning, we have a pilgrimage, but it's not your typical like religious upbeat pilgrimage. It's undead pilgrimage. It's it's already from the beginning. It's dark. It's moody. It's 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 brutal. Everything about Dark Souls is is harsh and it's brutal, you know, and, and even a lore around it from the sounds of it is dark and brutal. I, I'm I, I'm not wrong, am I? I do you not are? think you are wrong, Dave. And you are I correct about that. I, I think that from my perspective, I don't know if there's another game in which the lore is takes the same, you know, if the lore is like that. I think Dark Souls is very unique in that respect. I will absolutely give you that. Absolutely give you that. If we're talking about Dark Souls, though, you can't take out the other games from FromSoft that are basically knockoffs of Dark Souls either. So you for mean like, example, like Bloodborne and Demon Souls? Demon Souls is something it's I have yet to touch. I need to. I actually really do need to get into Demon Souls. I'm waiting for them to release the remaster before I play it because I'd like to play it on my PC rather. Than gotcha, gotcha. Going. So, but so Bloodborne. Bloodborne. I have played through most of that game, and when I say Dark Souls is dark, Bloodborne, I feel is way darker with the lore. The amount of I mean, just everything about the game is more gory, and it's just, it's so much darker than Dark Souls, in my opinion. Okay, I played so... through the game, and it was, it was challenging, probably some parts were even more challenging than Dark Souls, but just reading into the lore of everything on it, it was just so dark and grim and... Like you had to actually really like dedicate some of your life to find out all the lore in Bloodborne. All right, so let me ask you this, and this question is directed to both of you. Okay, you kept saying when we were covering the lore that you know this is fan fiction, that is fan fiction, blah 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 blah. Playing the game by itself, let's take the game, the original Dark Souls, because that's where we're starting. Let's take the original Dark Souls and put it into a vacuum. Does the game itself feed you the lore? Yes, it feeds no. a lot of it. Okay, how so? Going back to the point where I said if you actually... It feeds it like yes and no, it does. It gives you the lore, but only if you take the time to read the item descriptions. So, so is it is it kind of like Skyrim in that respect? I think yes. Skyrim's like that. Skyrim's got very expansive the whole elder scroll series has very expansive lore but you're going to find a lot of it by reading the books on the shelves and and exploring nooks and crannies you know yes that's actually it's actually a lot like elder scrolls in that 
that sense. They will feed you the lore. They'll feed you most of the lore, but then they leave it up to you to decide how that person was. Like Artorias and Sif, the reason why I said that a lot of it is fan fiction. And the same thing with Gwen and Ornstein and Smog and... I mean, there's just numerous, numerous people throughout the series that you can find lore on. But most of it is going to be just nicks and crannies, and you have to explore and find all the items and then piece together the lores from the items. So you have to actually, you do have to actually dedicate some of your time to find it, unless you have photographic memory and you can remember everything you've ever read. Fair enough. It's, I don't know, sounds like I'm missing out on what's probably a very good story. I like it's stories. Not- I like stories. You know that's what drives me in video games is stories. Well, Dave, we can definitely help you through the game so that you can experience the story. <laughs> yes. Because anywhere, anywhere you've heard me say, man, I'm just itching to play Dark Souls, guys. <laughs> I mean, as you get better, though, and you start to actually... The main thing about Dark Souls when you Wait, play, wait, hey, no, no. You're not even going to finish that sentence. I'm going to be right. rude and stop you right there. Let me all tell right. you why. So y'all play Rocket League with me constantly, right? Yes. No. Do, do I get better? No. no. See? No. See what I'm talking about? See? <laughs> yes, See? you do. You can't teach an old You can't teach an old dog new tricks, dogs. Can't do it. Can't do it. That's not true. <laughs> well... On the topics of Dave being unable to play this game, I think it's a wonderful time for us to take our first commercial. So we'll be right back after a message from these sponsors. Hey, Dave, are you tired of rolling around and getting beat to a pulp? Sure am. Are you tired of getting hit by arrow after arrow and dying? Yeah. Are you tired of pinwheels rolling into you, knocking you from the bridge? Yeah. Are you tired of lightning strikes, fire blasts, dragons, giants, anything else killing you every time you play? Oh my god, yes. Well then, do I have the solution for you? Uh, carry on. All that you need to do, Dave, is get good. Oh, for god's sakes. (laughs) How, How do you propose I do that? Well, Dave, it's easy. The first step is getting, and the second step is good. You combine these, and you have gotten good. Oh. <laughs> wow, Rob. That is something I could definitely get behind. Where, where can I get good? Well, you can get good by asking a player who is already good, and they will continue to tell you everywhere that you are awful. <laughs> that is so true. Ah. Oh. God, for for real, though, how do I get good? Like I said, Dave, ask another player and they'll tell you everything you're doing wrong. (laughs) And only once you learn from that other player, can you, too, get good. And we're back. Thank you, Dave. Now that we are back, I want to get into our next topic. While scouring the Internet, for the research for today's episode, I came across several reviews that piqued my interest. It wasn't because they were funny or they talked bad about the game being so damn hard, but it's because they talked about the lessons that could be learned from Dark Souls. 
The first was a review from user Mexol, who writes, This game taught me lessons I can apply in life. One, you can go wherever you want, but some places are dangerous for you. Two, don't underestimate anyone. Three, big success requires big training. Four, be patient. Five, even greatest sword masters are vulnerable to fall damage. Six, if you want to understand the world around you, pay attention to details. Seven, the bloodstains on the floor are there for a reason. <laughs> Number eight, don't be greedy. Number nine, don't give up because of failure. Number 10, and I wouldn't take this one too much to heart, people. Death is not the end. Wait, 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 wait. Death is not the end. I mean, reincarnation. I'm coming back as a snail. Well, you're already slow, so it'll be a oh, fitting choice. God, oh, God. Just open myself up. Hey, look, those were 10 things that really sounded like they should have been coming from me as an old man dictating to you whippersnappers. There's some pretty good ones in there. You can go wherever you want, but some places are dangerous for you. I mean, hello, anyone ever been to Detroit before? Hmm? <laughs> good one, Dave. <laughs> see, see, don't underestimate anyone. You guys do that to me all the time. Big success requires big training. Uh, if only that were not true. I mean, it is true, unfortunately. It's just so simple, right? Big success requires big training. Very simple. Number four, be patient. I think that's something you hear me say all the time. So be patient. I'm not sure how we'll uh, apply this one, though. Even the greatest sword masters are vulnerable to fall damage. Well, if you're going to be a sword master, just know that you'll get hurt if you fall from too high of a place. But don't non sword masters fall too? Yeah, yeah, damage? but we're talking about sword masters here, Dave. Ugh. If you want to understand the world around you, pay attention to details, okay? I like this one. Bloodstains on the floor are there for reasons. <laughs> they really are. That is true. <laughs> you know, uh, my wife, her favorite category of TV shows, podcasts, etc. is true crime. And if that's not something straight out of every true crime show and podcast, I don't, I don't know what it is. <laughs> so what you're telling me, Dave, is that you and Lacey like to watch murder porn? Uh, maybe. Don't be, greed, don't, don't, be greed, don't be greedy. 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 Don't give up because of failure. Death is not the end. Yeah, that definitely was like old man dictating it to you. Those are some pretty good life lessons, wouldn't you say? I'd say so. Damon, what do you think? For me, being such a Dark Souls veteran, I have learned all of these step by step throughout my adventure in my Dark Souls. I would say yes, they're all great lessons, except for just don't take the last one to heart. Yes, please don't. But the rest, I could say... Those probably can attain to your life as well as this game. I don't know. Speak for yourselves. I believe in karma and reincarnation. So, I mean, I'm good with death not being the end. Well, we just mean don't rush towards it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows if tomorrow's going to come. I, you know, I just got the image of death standing in his black hooded outfit, carrying his Sith, uh, walking across the road. 
and one of you idiots is just running through, through running after him going yo death what's up just rushing towards him that's that's the image i just got well that is when you play dark souls <laughs> he's not wrong you can you have to be patient but don't forget death is not the end ah <sighs> all right we got our life lessons i want to talk about how hard Dark Souls is. I want to talk about how hard Dark Souls is. Can we talk about how hard Dark Souls is? Let's talk about how hard Dark Souls is. Another review by user Pengasaur about Dark Souls reads, Dark Souls is challenging. Yes, that much is clear. But it's not to laugh at you or to discourage you. It's hard because it knows what you're capable of and it believes in you. It doesn't want you to give up. Despite killing you all the time, it respects your intelligence and holds you of the highest regard. Dark Souls wants you to succeed, and this gives it the framework to do so many things right. In that regard, Dark Souls does absolutely no hand-holding in almost every aspect. The story and lore of the world will completely pass you by if you don't take the time to read item descriptions, examine the world, and talk to every NPC you meet, like we talked about before. He continues to say, you will be torn apart if you don't take the time to familiarize yourself with your weapon and shield. Most of all, if you don't take your time, you will be seeing you died a lot as well. The game grounds itself in patient manner when it comes to enemies and bosses. It wants you to slow down, weigh all of your options, experiment, and most importantly, do whatever it takes to survive. Pangasaur goes to finish on the review by saying, Dark Souls is challenging, but not unfair. To be honest, difficulty this game is notorious for isn't as bad as a lot of people make it out to be. Don't get me wrong, there's still a lot of obstacles you'll have to overcome, and at times it'll feel like you're stuck. But don't give up. Never give up. In today's world of modern game development, it's very pleasant to play a game that actually holds you with a high regard and respects your ability to think, perceive, and act. Dark Souls is a hallmark of intelligent and masterful gameplay design, and it stands as one of my all-time favorite games. Highly recommended. Well, now you know, and I can die with hope in my heart. <laughs> okay. Beautiful words. Okay. All right. So Dave. Yeah. I want to hear your experiences with Dark Souls since you have played the first one a little bit. So let's take a step back, you know, because not everyone might be familiar with Dark Souls. I mean, we all have different gaming tastes and, and it might be forever, not be for everyone, right? So Dark Souls is an action role-playing game, a uh, third person. So camera's behind you and you're walking and, and you come across enemies and you fight them, right? This is true. The thing with Dark Souls is it is muscle memory and pattern recognition. Am I not wrong? Am I, I'm, I'm on the right path, aren't I? Absolutely. It's a lot of the games, I, I like it in that respect, right? Because growing up with the early gaming era in 8-bit and 16-bit, that's, that's what we had. I mean, that's, you, you take any game from that era, Castlevania, Ghosts and Goblins, Super Punch-Out, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. I'm just thinking of games. These were games that you learned how to get through them through muscle memory and pattern recognition, right? I mean, heck, pattern recognition is in Pac-Man. Pattern recognition is in Space Invaders. Realistically, Dark Souls is just a 
uh, evolution of that concept and that you have this 3D game with great graphics and great depth and it's just pattern recognition and muscle memory, but it is unforgiving. I honestly don't remember how far I got into the game. I I remember a bonfire. I remember a knight. And then isn't there a dragon? Like you come across a bridge and there's a dragon early on in the first game. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And it's funny that you should mention that, Dave, because that segues perfectly into my first time playing Dark Souls. I, much like you, was... I had finished through, gotten to that point, got to the bridge. You either can cross the bridge or you can take a path to the right. That's kind of along kind of a mountain path trail. Well, naturally, I took that because the bridge looked kind of boring. I thought, meh, I'll get to that later. That that other trail looks a lot more fun. And then from nowhere, a dragon appears, breathes fire and lays waste to my body. My gaming philosophy has changed as I've gotten older as my responsibilities have changed and other things, patience, uh, whatever you want to say, right? When I was young, I enjoyed the challenge. I I genuinely did. I used to want to play everything on hard. I mean, I've beaten all the Halos on Legendary. Who hasn't? But I've beaten all the the Halos on Legendary. That's still something I, I enjoy doing. But I don't like playing games in hard anymore i i play most games on the wimp mode either the story mode or one thing above it because i feel guilty for doing the story mode very much the thing of it is is i want the lore i want the story but i don't want to have to fight for it i don't want to have to work at it not work at it that's the wrong thing to say i don't want to have to fight for it because i feel like that really takes me out of it does that make sense absolutely dave and i i can respect that I don't I don't want to have to beat my head against the boss for two hours because I can't figure it out just to get to the next piece of the story. There are too many worlds I want to visit and too many games I want to play and my backlog is too long. And I I want to sit down and relax and enjoy the game, be enthralled by the story and and move on. You know, I. My mood has a lot to do with it, too. You know, you're always going to be in moods to do things or, or not do things. I sat down yesterday to play Doom Eternal, which just got released on Game Pass. I don't know if you know that, but it's on Xbox Game Pass as of the 1st of October. And I played it for an hour. It's not that it's not a good game. It's just I wasn't in the mood for that type of constant in-your-face action. I just wanted to chill. And that is not a chill game in any way, shape, or form. That's kind of no, how I, it is not. That's how I look at Dark Souls. You know, Dark Souls is Dark Souls needs a lot of work. Dark Souls is a game. I don't know. I I, I guess I sound lame. I just don't. I don't like. I don't like the challenge anymore. I don't. That's such a wussy thing to say, but it's the truth. I don't like the challenge anymore. I just want to enjoy the lore. I want to enjoy the story. It's that simple for me. I don't I don't have the patience for the rest of that anymore. Well, Dave, for something like that, as I said before, you need a couple of sun bros to carry you through the game. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. I I never had that. I've never played multiplayer. I'm pretty sure I have all the Dark Souls except for the new remaster. I know I have one and three for sure. I bought three for like five bucks at one point thinking, 
I'll give the Dark Souls game series another try, and uh, it's still sitting on my shelf. It's it's somewhere in that backlog of games I never touched. So, um, I don't know. There's just so many games. I don't know if anything will draw me back into it. You know? And Absolutely. Touching where you talked about Dark Souls being one of the challenging games, for me, it's completely different. I took to it more naturally. Now, take granted, when I first started, the first time I ever picked up Dark Souls when it released, because my other best friend, he was like, you have to game and play it with me. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. I'm all about it. Wait, you're telling me you have other friends? Hold on. Hmm. Hold on. Are you having to go to your Facebook to find them? My other best friend told me to get this game when it first released, because he was looking forward to it, just like you were, Dave. How you asked for it for Christmas, well, we... I was. I was. We bought it day release, and he went home and played it immediately. I had other business to do with school and whatnot, and I was... I believe I was going to hang out with Rob that day, so I didn't get to touch it for a few days. He had already made it past all the difficult stuff in the beginning and started making his way through the story and lore. My first experience was I made it up to the bridge, which there's a dragon that spawns on the bridge, too, If you, whether you take the up part of the bridge or the lower part of the bridge. I couldn't get past the dragon. I thought you had to fight it, not knowing that there was an underpass that just bypasses it completely. So and I'm not sitting... knowing that is why I quit the first game. <laughs> <laughs> so I was trying to fight off this dragon, which... I never did get past it for like a week straight. I was ready to give up on the game completely. I told my brother he's a piece of shit for telling me to buy this game. He told me how to get past the dragon finally. But nowadays I look back and I'm like, I could probably do that as a level one now. That's how easy Dark Souls comes to me now, just because of the sole amount of hours and how much time I put learning all of, basically go back to the life lesson. Be patient. Learn the attack pattern. Learn the dodges when you can and big success requires big training, like 20,000 hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're you're yeah. not going to change my opinion of it. You're a freak. So but I'm sure that there are games out there that you can play like that that come easy to you. But to me, it'd be hard for me to concentrate and keep on it. You got to think like, what are my, what are the most played games in my library? They're games you play. Well, I mean, most of them. Rocket League, y'all play with me. The Borderlands series is probably the single series I have the most hours into out of any gaming series in its entirety. You play that. Yeah. I play Terraria. You guys don't really play Terraria. I tried Terraria. Yeah, I've tried it. We beat the Spaghetti Monster together. We did beat the Spaghetti Monster together. There's so many good bosses. Oh, it's such a good game. Well, you know, my gaming taste is so laid back nowadays, like games like No Man's Sky. I get why people don't like No Man's Sky. It's not the most exciting game in the world. It's all exploration. I love it. I love going from planet to planet and and and, and exploring things and discovering things. It's so much fun to me, but it's boring to a lot of people. But I can just go and check out and not worry about anything else, and that's fantastic. You know, it's just it's different for all of us. Another one in the another one that me and Rob just recently got our hands on that you have experience in too, Dave, is Satisfactory. Mm-hmm. For some yes. people, that might be very boring of a game. Yeah, it's a very laid back game. There's not much fighting in it, and you just basically build factories. 
I love that stuff. Though. And it, it does bring up the it does bring us back to our conversation about difficult games. Now, Dark Souls is difficult, obviously, for the reason of hard hitting bosses, fast paced motion and a lot of technical movements that you have to perform. You have to be very precise with your movement, very technical and fast to respond. Games like Satisfactory, on the other hand. It's all about resource management. It's all about planning ahead. It's all about where do you have to lay everything out and in what order to try and maximize efficiency. You want everything to be as perfect as it can be and unless you're waiting around for hours on end. So if you want to make it as efficient as possible, you have to do a lot of planning. And for a lot of people, that is a lot more difficult than, say, rolling around a boss and smacking him every third time he attacks with his lunge because that lunge is the exact time where you can land two or three hits before you continue rolling on. What's funny about the rolling comment you just make is there's actually memes out there that are literally just made with guys rolling in the ring against another person and it turns into a Dark Souls meme because that's all you do in Dark Souls is roll around. It's true. Well, you know, there's a game for everybody, I think. Obviously, this is going to appeal to some people and not appeal to others. So kudos to y'all for liking it. It's not for me. It's fun listening to you guys gush about it, though. I'm not going to lie. I wish I could go more in depth of the lore for everybody, but due to time frames. How about about you start your own Dark Souls podcast? (laughs) I I would, but I do not have the patience for that. You you have 20,000 hours into the series itself. Where can't you find the time to do a (laughs) podcast on it? Just take take a portion. Take not even 1%. Take like 0.1% of your time into it. And you could probably still put together an effective Dark Souls podcast. Well, Dave, the problem with that, though, is going back to the fan fiction and stuff, there'd be so many debates going on in that podcast that I would contradict so many people, but I would agree with so many people at the same time. I just, on a sake for myself, I don't feel like giving off the wrong impression to everybody that I'm like this Dark Souls god that knows everything, because there's probably people out there that have probably maybe put in more hours than I have into the game. I mean, I know people still play the game heavily, even when I go back to it here and there. I'm going to pose a question to both of you. Which is your favorite? Damon, what's your favorite one? It would have to be the original. Not the remastered or anything like that, but literally the original Dark Souls because of how much it actually connected with me when I first played it. Rob? For myself, it absolutely would have to be Dark Souls 3. I admittedly haven't played through 2. I briefly looked into Demon Souls and could not get too much into it. And as I talked earlier, Dark Souls 1, I met my fate at that fated bridge in the beginning with the dragon. Uh, But Dark Souls 3, I have put hundreds of hours into with Damon, multiple characters. Um, we love to build tank builds where we can just sit there and take a beating while hitting them back. Oh, we love our tank builds. <laughs> I know me, I know personally, me and me personally, I have a top level character. I have a level 802 in Dark Souls 3, which is the top max you can get 99 across every stat. You want a cookie? It, that's I do. A lot of hours, that's what yeah. I'm saying. I would take a cookie. I would have taken would, a cookie. I would like a cookie for that. Yes. There please. you go. Okay. Well, I will be kind enough to send you. 
that just send me cookie dough. Okay, deal. No, it's impressive any time that you can max out a game. I mean, if you can sit there and say, I've done everything this game has to offer, which, I mean, you probably can't say, but you can also say at the same time, it's a, it's an impressive achievement. Look, I have the the attention span of a goldfish when it comes to memory or video games these days. I really do. I flirt from one that I may never get back to Doom Eternal. Uh, who, who knows? You know, I, I, I don't know. I got a backlog of 2,000 and some odd games. I flirt from one to the other. I'm never going to begrudge someone who finds a game they like and then starts putting that many hours into it. I think that's great. I equate it to Rocket League. Dollar for dollar, that and Terraria, dollar for dollar, those are two of the best purchases I've ever made in my entire life. I mean, like the amount of hours I've gotten out of what I paid for them. I mean, Rocket League, we're, I'm only 500 hours and I paid probably 10 bucks for the game. You, you can't beat what you get out of it. You know what I mean? Absolutely, Dave. And it's funny, you know, you talk about the time and dedication, but, you know, with even a little amount of time, you can achieve that max level. Myself, we've talked in the past that I do still play RuneScape actively. I would have to say after about 15 years, I was finally able to get my first 99 in cooking. That is an achievement to go for. Is cooking worth a lot of money? Yes, it is actually very lucrative. I want to go back to the Dark Souls challenging as an experience for me and Rob real quick. Okay. So in Dark Souls 3, which is undeniably Rob's favorite Dark Souls in the series, we go across a new or the last installment of the series completely, which is called the Ring City. There's a dragon there that you can fight. Optional. This is complete optional boss fight. And Rob, when he first dropped, me and Rob, even with my amount of dedication and time this boss has given us given us so much grief just off of the sheer power and how much it hits you for in one shot i will kid you not dave when i say that the fight with madir i have probably done 50 times with no success and that might even be a small number because the number of times that I've continued on without completing that DLC, without beating that last boss, just so I could get to the next level and try again, is so many. Because Madeir is just so freaking hard, man. Ugh, God, just the name, just the thought of that damn dragon fills me with rage. Mm -mm. It took me soloing this is my solo attempts this isn't my attempts with rob like rob said we probably attempted it 50 times no success it took me soloing madir roughly around 90 times to fully learn his move set to where i could beat him that's 90 you died in a row that it took me to beat him one time that's a lot of dedication that it is a lot of dedication well you know what gents I think that I don't want to rile you up any further that we've had a good jaunt around memory lane around Dark Souls, and that's probably a good place to wrap it up for today. What do you say? I say so. What about you, Damon? I would say yes. If uh You don't you don't want to put anyone else to sleep by telling them bedtime Dark Souls stories? I was just about to get to that. If anybody has any questions about the lore or wants to sit here and go back and forth with me about their opinions on lores, just leave a comment. 
and I'll get in touch with you. Oh, oh, oh. oh, I got a good idea. You can also join our Discord. That's right, ladies oh. and gentlemen. We have a Discord, and Damon is on it, and he mostly uses it to aggravate me. I would love it if you would come and aggravate him. That would just be glorious. Rob, where can people find all the details in our Discord? Well, Dave, it's funny that you should ask. All of our information can be found at memorycardlane.com. That is memorycardlane.com. From there, you can find access to our Discord, our podcast on whatever your listening platform is, information about our episodes, links to our Patreon, a little more information about Dave and myself, and anything else that you can imagine we probably don't have on there, but you should go anyway. Very, very true. If you guys want to join Team David and listen to the old cranky man get on his soapbox all the time, you can find me on Twitter at DavidIsWrong. If you want to go with Team Damon, you know, just put it in the Discord. Oh, geez, there. Louise, there is no Team Damon. There is a Team Damon. Damon, as an honorary member of our family, I'm always rooting for you, man. Hey. I'm just trying to make it through life and make other people happy with Dark Souls. Dark Souls it is. So that'll about wrap it up for today. It may sound like a broken record, but I have another hurricane heading my way. And if this one does come this way, there may not be an episode next week. Who knows? I don't. It's always up in the air. You know what I mean? There may be, there may not be. It'll be a surprise. For you and for us. If anything, me and Rob will pick up the slack. Oh, 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 oh. I oh, mean, we already will. did this week. Oh, ouch, ouch. There. Okay, all right. All, and with that, any any closing comments from you, Dave? I know you wanted to change my mind on Dark Souls, but you did not. I still, I just don't want to get my butt kicked all the time by a video game. Sorry. Well, Dave, we're going to still try our best to get you to join our team. <laughs> We'll carry you. We'll teach you. I know the way. Okay. All right. Praise the sun, gents. Praise the sun. Praise the sun. <laughs> Rob, why don't you take us out? I'm actually going to have Damon do this one. All right, folks. So if you like what you heard today, why don't you go ahead and join Dave and Rob next week as they're going to discuss Roller Coaster Tycoon as they take a trip down memory card lane.